Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. I know, bad football weekend, but we're here to cheer you up with good basketball info. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News here at the News Gazette. Used to cover the team when they were ranked really high, did well in the tournament. There's Scott Ritchie, who can say half that. Yeah, ranked really high. Um, maybe less success in the tournament so far. All right. My six years? Seven, six years? This is my seventh season mm. coming on my basketball. You are a veteran of the beat now. How about that? Hard to believe, but, you know, uh, it was not maybe the the greatest start to my tenure. One, one of the lower points of Illinois basketball, but Brad Underwood has built it uh, built back into uh, maybe national relevance and you know a team that, again, will be ranked once that, that first preseason poll comes out in roughly like a month and a couple weeks. Yes, can't wait. This is Inside Illinois Basketball produced by Ed Bond, carried by Scott Ritchie, he of the unblemished football recru- uh, uh, prediction record. He's 3-0 and now. This week wasn't as close as his previous two picks, but he, nonetheless he picked Virginia to cover, and the Cavaliers did. Uh, I want to tell you that, but real back to your start as a basketball beat writer, Brad Underwood used to text me regularly saying, get Richie off the beat. He's the reason we're struggling. <laughs> What did John Gross have to say then? Because I came in at like the middle slash end of of that. But you know, I feel like if if Brad would have had those feelings, like he just would have said them to my face. Uh, he's pretty pretty much a straight shooter. And also, uh, if I had any influence whatsoever over Illinois basketball, I would use that power to benefit myself more than maybe hurt a basketball program. I'm kidding. He didn't text me about that. Oh, really? You made that up? <laughs> Gosh, I, I thought that was all true. All right. For the next 25 minutes or so, we'll be talking hoops, we'll talking recruiting. Not the best of news for Illinois. The two cams, were they, that uh, both visited uh, that uh, f- Nebraska weekend? Yeah, they're at the end of August. You were saying they were going to commit to Illinois, I, I think. I mean, you can play it back. Just you know, go back a couple podcasts and listen. Those words never <laughs> came out of my mouth because um, I come from the Marcus Jackson school I'm talking about recruiting, and you never lean one way or the other, right down the middle, 50-50. Um, but, you know, Illinois had both Cameron Corrin and Cam Whitmore on campus um, that final weekend in August. Pretty significant weekend when it comes to the class of 2022, and right now they're 0 for 1 on that. Uh, Cam Corn committed to Florida State uh, yesterday, I believe, unless it was Saturday in case, uh, maybe late Saturday. I missed it because I was traveling back to Champaign. But uh, it's going to Florida State. And you know, Leonard Hamilton was able to seal the deal after you know, he uh, Florida State got an official visit. Maybe not a surprise. You know, Cam Corn fits what he wants for the Seminoles. And a big man is you know, long, rangy, athletic, um, that's like half the big money wants, and then he gets the other seven footers that don't go to Purdue, essentially. Um, so, I mean, that's a a blow for Illinois. They were in the mix, certainly for Cam Corn. I mean, he took two official visits to Champaign, and you don't do that unless you're you're interested. And you know, Chester Frazier got Illinois involved in that recruitment, um, like he's done for a lot of 
players in that that 2022 class. But and now uh, Illinois have to move on from the big man and move on, maybe and looking to add a wing. You know, Cam Whitmore uh, just finished up, uh, I believe, this weekend, this past weekend, an official visit at Villanova. The crystal balls are trending in Jay Wright's direction. Um, and like I mentioned in the last podcast, you know, Villanova doesn't offer a ton of guys. They offer the ones they want, and obviously they want Cam Whitmore, and apparently it's looking to be mutual. So have to go a different direction there on the wing, and you know maybe it's a guy like Ty Rogers. I know I mentioned him last week. A recent offer, you know, 6'7", 195-pound, small forward essentially you know, from Michigan, uh, Partly will have a visit this weekend, you know, an official visit. So I think that also tells you a little bit about where Illinois thinks they are with Cam Whitmore. Because if they thought he was coming, probably don't pursue Ty Rogers. All right, the one th- thing about recruiting Scott Ritchie is that there's always next in line. All right, you you whiff on two, you got two more waiting. Yeah, and especially the way that Brad Underwood does it, where you offer just a bunch of dudes. Um, Currently, in the class of 2022, 69 offers. Now, a lot of those guys are committed to, in fact, Illinois, Sincere Harris and Jaden Epps. A couple have picked uh, the overtime elite route. Um, And then, really, of the available players left on that list, a lot of those were like early offers in the class from the previous staff. You know, the guys from New York, I mean, that's Orlando Antigua's influence, which is now gone. So those guys are probably maybe not. Um, maybe it's high priority, but there's always somebody else. And that line of who's next just is even longer these days because you have to factor the transfer portal into the equation. And I mean, there are like almost 1,800 players in the portal that heading into you know, this season. So, you know, in the last, call it nine. 10 months because they start popping in the portal during you know, the, the previous season. Probably be almost that many again in the next year. And you know, with the ability to transfer and play right away for everyone, I mean, you can get a guy that's got three years of eligibility left, but it's already got a year of development or two and two or however you want to look at it. And maybe that's better than a high school recruit. So we'll see where Illinois goes, but there are a few other. We just look at big men. I wrote about that in Mondays. Good morning, Illini Nation. Every morning, six a.m. Illinihq.com. dot com. Basketball info. Mm. I mean, there's some some guys. You know, I think that are, are that are in play. Um, again, more recent type offers um, with this new staff. You know, Zach Keller out of Colorado. Maybe Jackson Kohler is really originally from Utah. Now is going to play in California for his fourth team in four years. Um, fun math there. Um, who else? Uh, Malik Ewan out of Georgia. That's another Chester Frazier guy. And then uh, seven footer. I mean, sort of. If you're looking to replace Kofi Coburn from a physical standpoint, uh, Christ Essendoko, um, seven foot, two hundred sixty five pounds, uh, originally from France, but is playing his high school ball in North Carolina. So there's guys out there, and then also. In the next eight or nine months, ten months, whatever, going to be a bunch of dudes in the portal that could fill what will be a pretty serious front court need for Illinois next season, like two seasons from now. All right, uh, here's the deal, Mr. Ritchie. 
according to my records, we're one more football loss away from turning entirely to basketball. True or false? Well, I would say it's probably pretty true because based on the the Twitters over mm-hmm. the weekend, there's people that have already made that move. Okay. I'm giving them one more win. I think a win over Maryland on a raucous Friday night at the stadium would say that Ed Bond agrees, shaking his head well, it aggressively. Inject a little bit of needed life back into the fan base who mm-hmm. uh, has been beaten down the All last right. two weeks. Um, good way to put it. But... Nobody saw Saturday's game, though. That's the good part, right? <laughs> well, so I mean, they're I, relying I, on your written word. Yeah, well, I, I'm sure some people tuned in to hear Brian Barnhart and All right. uh, Martin O'Donnell. It's even hard to listen to, though, when you're getting shellacked. Yeah, and like, it, it, why ha- am I, it happened quick, too. Yeah, and it was quick and early, and it's like, man, let's go golf. Yeah, well, here's the thing. It is, we're recording this on Monday, September 13th. The first exhibition game of the... Illinois basketball season is in one month and ten days. Get over here and give me a hug right now. Yeah. You're cheering me up. I mean, the recruiting news might not be great, but just the, the basketball news is like basketball is coming news. That, that's that's the good news for the pod today. All right, tell me this. Are they in shape? Do they still do like a mile run? You remember that back in the old days and Lou Henson days where it always kicked off preseason practice when guys had to – Finish the mile in like six minutes or something. I'm not sure if that's part of Adam <laughs> Fletcher's uh, too program. Old school. And I mean, you're not you're, you run a lot in basketball, but you're not running like constant, like a steady mile. But, I mean, Adam Fletcher's one I think you know one of the best in the business when it comes to strength and conditioning because he does you know a lot of different things, and I mean. He incorporated some gymnastics into juggling in, and some juggling. Yeah, like Kofi Coburn doing somersaults, and just it's a way, not just for Kofi, but for all of them to just have an understanding of sort of where their body exists in you know this plane. I mean, just you know, and how how they move, and obviously anti hand eye coordination with the juggling. Like he does a lot of. It's not just let's go rip off a bunch of bench press or deadlifts or uh, just it's not just lifting weights there's a lot to what he does and maybe maybe the mile run is is in there we'll see if they've because you know brand new track for them to go out and run on just right next door to oven so maybe get them out there in a couple weeks and push it i'm thinking if you haven't been on campus uh lately do so because uh boy the as ed bond shows every morning on his his walks and his pictures, you got practice facilities rising quickly outside the baseball and softball fields, right? You have a golf facility that is bar none. Yeah, one of the best, best in the around. And, and they it's do, a golf facility. That's all they, you got to say. And they added to it right. over the summer. Just right. a couple more, you know, hitting bays and then a, a new putting lab. Like they have a, it's a, it's, and it's legitimately a lab. There's all sorts of tech involved with it. While you're there on St. Mary's, say hi to the horses. All right. Make the horse noise you do in Eureka. Can you do that? Like, is I'm that, not going does that bring to you that. home? It's got closer to Casey's or not? I mean, there aren't, there aren't any like horses in town. Okay. And while you're there, look at Ubbin. They're, that's building all over the place, the new practice facility. And they're still kind of touching up the, the soccer slash track facility. Is there anything going on at tennis? 
Maybe that's the only thing. No, I think they're all right. But they, I mean, they've got their you know additional like outdoor courts, and it's been yeah f- several years. It's like old again. Yeah, the Atkinson Center. Like maybe that'll be like next on the yeah. Anyway, it's it's pretty cool. So take it while it's still nice out, and you feel like walking. Do it. Go on campus. Um, back to the mile run. That's old school. These guys are in shape all the time now. That's the, you know, back when I was in college, basketball players like took time off, and yeah. you might have had a beer or pizza, and like maybe got out of shape. Yeah, these guys not so much. And right. They got some quote unquote time off because they got a chance to go home you know, after the the season that was just defined by not going anywhere because of COVID. Um, but like when those guys go home, like they go work out and you know, they get shots up and they're not like away from basketball. So, you know, they, they came back and in pretty good shape. And if they weren't in maybe the type of shape that Adam Fletcher wanted, that was what this summer was for. Like, you know, the, the body transformations over, you know, his time at Illinois in the summer has sort of become a staple, like just how much he can change those guys. All right, uh, gearing up for uh, preseason uh, practice. Uh, how do they do that? What are they doing? What's going on over there besides watching well, I mean, football? Right now, so like in the, the off season, the defined off season, uh, coaches only get the players for, like just say the whole basketball staff only gets the players for eight hours a week. And that's split between your know, on-court work and then obviously time in the weight room with Adam Fletcher. Once they get to like the actual practice season, which will be I think at the very end of this month or or early October, sort of that kind of crossover there. Then that's when they get to, you know to jump back into the 20 hours per week of practice and the full-on preparation for the season, which again, October 23rd, first exhibition game, it's coming sooner than you might think. All right, at least the schedule's out, finally. The complete schedule. Yeah, with all the, the Big Ten. Uh, we knew the opponents, we just right. didn't know the order. And Scott Ritchie was some clever remarks. He had my, it made my morning better last week. Best being uh, the Indiana-Pennsylvania team coming into town. Your remark was your chance to practice your negative Indiana chance. Yeah, it just I mean, they're not the Hoosiers, but... I like that. Workshop some funny stuff. Yeah. Can we still make fun of Sampson and Miller and the former coaches? Because those guys you could pick on pretty easy. Um, well, I mean, Kelvin Sampson like had a Final Four team at Houston last year, so like maybe he's... Uh, you can always make jokes about too many text messages and phone calls, but all that stuff's legal now. So how did he do it in Indiana? How That's did, what I know. Yeah. How did Kelvin Sampson do yeah. it in Indiana? Yeah. Well, I mean, they fired him, right? Right. So mm-hmm. there. So he don't did, stop trying to I mean, he did be flip, nice to him. He did right? flip Eric Gordon. Right. So I mean, I think. So stop trying to credit him, Mister Ritchie. I'm just saying, he didn't do anything that everyone doesn't do now. Anybody who can't win at Indiana, in my Hoosier way of thinking, is a failure. No matter what happens. Yeah, except like even like when you do win at Indiana, sometimes it's not enough because like Tom Crean like made some sweet sixteens. Yeah, that's great, buddy. <laughs> All right, 
There's a few banners up there on the ceiling that that's where the bar's at. Yeah, it's been a while since they were even in contention to put another banner up there. I think or what 2001? Uh, Jared, you call me old, buddy. Oh no, I mean I was at least in high school for that. You don't remember 1981? I I, I don't. No, it was six years before I was born. 1976. So you're going the wrong direction. Um, no, I mean, like, I get that, like, they... 1987? 87, like, right, I was you? not yet born, actually. That same year, but just later. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, well, like, I get that they, like, they put banners up there, but... All right. It, it The program's not quite where it used to be in terms of that, but Mike Woodson, I don't know. It's done better than I thought he would. Speaking of banners, we got some uh, at Illinois. We've seen them. I've asked you to research this. I'm hoping you did your homework. Do you know when the oh, when the Big Ten tournament championship banners going will be up? raised? I asked you about this, oh, and yeah, maybe I Io and Kofi's individual All American banners. I don't. Know. You're giving me that look like you're about to flunk a test. Like I forgot to study is what you're looking at. Like, well, I mean, yeah. What, did you have a game to go cover? Did you have to go travel to Virginia? Well, uh, yeah. And they had a horse. Yeah, they had a horse. Like, well, I mean, Cav- On the field. Cavalier. That's did thing. the horse poop? No, like we were joking. Like, it would be funny if it did. Because don't, don't, don't horses poop a lot? I mean, just like any other animal. Do they? I don't, I mean. Well, every time I go to to get my free beer at the Budweiser tour, in St. Louis when they let you see the Clydesdale. Those things would poop nonstop. Yeah, so priorities there. Not to, like, tour the, the facility, but just to get your You had beer. to tour before you got the beer. <laughs> um, <laughs> That always bugged me. So, yeah, I was a little occupied in the last week with football. Uh, but, I mean, I don't, like, the banner will go up when it goes up. I, I think they'll try and, you know, obviously, make sure Io can be on campus when they put his jersey up in the, the rafters and again with Kofi I, I don't know that they do it now I mean they could I know you know Iowa put Luka Garza's jersey up you know, in his very last home game at Carver Hawkeye um, so maybe that'll be and then, I mean I guess it's assuming that Kofi won't come back for a fourth year which I will assume but I didn't expect him to be here for this year either so you never know I suppose all right, back to the uh, finalized schedule with the game times and all that stuff or game dates and all that stuff. I found it intriguing. Um, good, bad, ugly? What's what's your take compared to some of the other Big Ten contenders? Well, I think of the early December games, which Illinois has not fared particularly well in since they started doing that in the Big Ten, um, don't mind them, like, they played Rutgers first at home, and Rutgers at that point will probably still kind of be figuring some stuff out. I mean, they got Ron Harper Jr. back. Geo Baker came back, which, I mean, I'd be less excited about because Ron Harper's the better player. But they lost you know, Jacob Young, lost Miles Johnson, so they have some key pieces to replace. Playing them early, not a terrible thing. Then they play at Iowa, and Iowa, of course, is sort of remaking kind of who they are. No. Luca Garza, no Joe, uh, no Joe Wieskamp. Um, so probably another team to play them early. Not a bad thing. Uh, the other thing that stood out is, you know, once 
Illinois gets to February, like that's going to be a tough stretch because they're just going to be on the road quite a bit. Yep. At Indiana, at Purdue, at home against Northwestern, but then at Rutgers, at Michigan State, home against Ohio State, and then at Michigan to get through February. And that's a tough stretch because you got some Big Ten title contenders in there, and then obviously five road games out of well, I think it's what seven, eight games. Good sign is Underwood's uh, last couple teams have played well later. Yeah, and seem to gel in February. Yeah, and I think you know this team. I mean, they're they're working on some new pieces. Obviously, Alfonso Plummer, Omar Payne. Uh, however much the freshman might play, Austin Hutcherson. You know, cause since he is healthy now, but he's never played. You know, an actual game. I mean, so there's some new pieces, but they have the two most important ones back and Andre Cabello and Kofi Coburn. And that'll be a good base. I think, I mean, you wouldn't expect them maybe to struggle early. All right. As a public service, Scott Ritchie is going to give us our, the five home games that you should probably pay too much for a ticket. Because some of these games might be sold out and you might have to go through a, a third party to try to get into State Farm Center. Uh, that's a good sign for a program, I would argue. Yeah. So let's say, Scotty, all these these five games you're going to tell us are sold out. How much would you pay for a ticket, and which games should those uh, fans do this for? God, how much do I pay? Because I I just fifty bucks. I don't even know like the going rate for a college basketball ticket because, um, you know, perk of the job, I don't pay to get in. But yeah, fifty. Uh, Sure. Hundred? NBA, we're talking hundreds. Yeah. I mean, if we're getting into the triple digits, I'd like to be a little closer. To okay, give me five games I should drop a hundred each to get in and sit in the top eight rows. Sit in the top eight yeah. rows. Okay. Serious games. Well, I was going to start with the Arizona game. Okay. And I think I still might because that's sort of, I mean, the, the best potential non-conference game is if Illinois gets Arkansas in the Hall of Fame Classic, but that's going to be in Kansas City. Make the trip. I mean, no. Nope. So, home game, non-conference, best. Of, I mean, clearly, best of the bunch is Arizona. And Who's our coach now? Some Gonzaga guy. Yeah, uh, Tommy Lloyd, former yeah. Gonzaga assistant. That's no fun. Just I want a raving lunatic, sweaty Sean Miller. Yes. Yeah. Well, there's a or reason a he's stoic. not the coach anymore. Yeah. Well, but uh, interesting team for Arizona and they had a bunch of international dudes anyway and like I think they might just lean into that because that was sort of Tommy Lloyd's contribution to helping build Gonzaga was their pipeline for international players but could be a really good game so we'll start with that one Um, four more well I mean obviously January 14th at home against Michigan, that might be the most expensive ticket of the year. Because I believe there's, I don't know, some maybe a little bad blood. All right. And I'm, I'm sure the Orange Crush is, I can't wait to boo and, I don't know, yell other things at Hunter Dickinson, who's really yeah. trying to set himself up in the Jordan Bohannon, Brad Davison, camp of most hated player in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And then really, 
three days later, at home against Purdue, because Purdue's going to be another one of those Big Ten title contenders. I think you want to be, you know, at games like that, and they've got some really good players between Trevian Williams, Jaden Ivey, Zachy Eady. You know, a lot of people are kind of hyping him up after he had a really good summer for you know, the Canadian U19 team. So, so got three. All right. I'm with you so far. And then the fourth, February 24th, at home against Ohio State. Again, a team that could contend, I think, for the Big Ten title. E.J. Liddell, see what he does to Illinois. It's always... Came in here and won last year. And then, I mean, obviously the last one, March 6th, at home against Iowa. All right. Season ender, right? Yeah, and it's Iowa. And as long as DeMonte Williams and Connor McCaffrey are both still playing, uh, there'll be some some vitriol there, I think. All right, all that, it would be nice to win a Big Ten, uh, maybe the tournament again, but we're at a point now where this program needs to do something in the, the big tournament, and uh, that's a long way to wait, doggone it. Well, yeah, because it's September and we're talking about right. mid-March. Right. Late, like mid to late March. Um, Anything you can do right now, though, to to help that cause, to make sure it doesn't end like it did last year? I mean, nothing more than they aren't already doing. Cause I, I think you know, at this point last year, I wasn't thinking, well, yeah, we're going to have this great season, win the Big Ten tournament, finish number two in the final poll, then, yeah, it will just – lose to Loyola in the second round. Like That wasn't the expectation. That's hmm. not the expectation now. Maybe there's mental torture, mental <laughs> something along those lines that can be taking place right now. You will not lose to the Ramblers. <laughs> you will not lose to the Ramblers. Um, I don't know. I, I think the fact that they did lose to the Ramblers, like the guys that right. experienced that, they will not be wanting more of that. Because I think they understand great season last year. Super disappointing ending. Maybe there's a big rambler somewhere in the practice facility that they can punch every day or just a reminder. But let's maybe not punch things just in case you a hand is broken. Right. Rub. But rub. Just yell at it. Strangle. Strangle the, <laughs> strangle the rambler. Uh, that's, that's bad. Yeah, like they like bought a copy of the Loyola mascot and just pummel it. No, I think... The focus probably more on the basketball side of things. Okay. Just but, checking. But yeah, I mean, the goal is to do better than last year, I'm sure. And last year was really good, so that sets a pretty high bar. All right, Scott Rich, you got any data before I let you out of here? Um, not so much. I do have one last bit of news. Okay. Uh, Georgie Bishanishvili mm-hmm. just signed an Exhibit 10 contract with the Denver Nuggets. What that amounts to is essentially it's a training camp invite. He played for their summer league team in Las Vegas. Uh, didn't play a lot. It just appeared in three games. Never played more. I mean, averaged just about nine minutes per game. Didn't put up a lot of stats, but you know, he got a lot of workouts before the draft. Got the summer league invite. Played a little. Now he's got that exhibit 10 contract, and he's got his foot in the door. And, you know, that deal can't – I mean, it's – not guaranteed, so they can cut him literally at any time. But they retain his G League rights for now with that, and then they can 
convert that Exhibit 10 contract into a two-way contract if you know he shows them something, shows them enough where he could maybe play on their G League team, which is now they have their own affiliate um, in Grand Rapids. Rooting hard for Georgie, hard not to, right? Yeah, just, I mean, he was a, a fan favorite for a reason. He's just, a, I think, a genuinely nice human being. All right, Richie, you're 3-0 and with Illinois football predictions. Are they winning or losing Friday night? Can you spill the beans? I mean, I haven't made the exact pick, oh, but boy. but um, just the fact, you know, what Maryland has with uh, Taulia Tagovailoa at quarterback and some weapons on the offense, which was sort of very reminiscent of UTSA and Virginia, uh, Terps are going to win. There's where your flawless record ends. I mean, All right. heading into the season, I had that as a winnable game for Illinois. Um, yeah. Watching the last three, especially the last two, maybe not so much. Here's the deal when Illinois wins Friday, you will bring both myself and Ed Bond Arby's for next Monday's podcast. I love Arby's. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Uh, sure. Appreciate that. All right, Scott Ritchie, thanks for dropping all that knowledge. We'll see you next Monday.